Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free Posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. You're listening to the Portrait System Podcast. For me, that realization, like even the experience without even seeing the pictures was so transformational. So it was like a reset button was hit for me from like that dark place that I had been to like, okay, now I feel like my life feels good again and I can look forward into all of my goals and all of my dreams. Welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and this show is here to help you succeed in the world of photography and business, to help you learn to become financially free doing what you love and so much more. With over 1 million downloads, countless photographers have taken what they've learned from both our episodes and from theportraitsystem.com, and they have grown their businesses, quit their day jobs, and are designing a life of their dreams. We keep it real and share stories about the ups and downs that come with running a photography business. You'll hear real life stories of how other photographers run their business, and you'll learn actionable steps that you can take to reach your own goals. Thank you so much for being here, and let's get started. Hey guys, now is your chance to check out all of the incredible photography education we have available for you at theportraitsystem.com. For only $7, you will get access to over 1,000 videos, including pricing, posing, marketing, lighting, sales, inspiring photo shoots, self-value, and more. Yes, you'll get your first month for only $7 when you become a pro member, and you'll get access to the full download library with posing guides and workbooks and so much more. Also, this includes a pricing calculator, a studio startup timeline, our weekly live broadcasts, including Sue Bryce's live talks, access to our private members-only Facebook groups, special discounts on photography products, and so much more. Head over to theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7 to get your first month for only $7. That's theportraitsystem.com and enter the code PODCAST7. This week, my guest on the Portrait System podcast is Valentina Party McGregor out of Austin, Texas. Valentina started as a shoot and burn photographer and she switched her business model and what she shoots and she now has a $3,300 average sale per photo shoot. Once she decided not to photograph families anymore and to focus on individual women, she turned her bedroom into a studio. Since then, she's moved out of her bedroom and into a separate studio space, and she now focuses a lot on shooting boudoir for women over the age of 40. Valentina shares about a really cool event she hosts that makes me want to do a shoot with her, and she also shares how she gets most of her clients. All right, I am so excited to introduce you to Valentina Party McGregor. Hi, Valentina. Welcome to The Portrait System. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Nikki. Where are you... um, recording from right now? I am about 30 minutes outside of Austin, Texas in Lakeway. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think which direction from Austin is that? West. West. Okay. Yeah. So West. So if you go past West, once you like leave Austin to the West towards B cave, you're about 10 minutes from me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very cool. I love that city. I know I told you that I used to live there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Austin's yeah. great. We, you know, it's grown so much. We definitely go into Austin okay, for dinners and this weekend we're going to go to the theater and things like that. But it's nice to not live in the hustle and bustle of it. We live in a, right. In an enclave that has deer and it's really peaceful. So. Oh, cool. Well, okay. So that was one of my questions for you is I know, you know, off, obviously Austin's a, a pretty decent sized Big, you know, bigger city. Do yeah. your clients come from Austin? Are you are you focusing more on the suburbs? You know, actually, it's been a little crazy. Some, something I never expected was that I do get a lot of clients locally, obviously, because that's kind of my network, right? So a lot of my kids go to school here. And so p- there's a lot of people that I know here. But what's been crazy that I didn't expect is that I've got some clients that have come in from Houston, from San Antonio, from Dallas. So People in Texas are used to driving distances. So three hour drive, you're like, yeah, sure. I can do that for something special for the day. 
just so people don't, if, if, for people who don't know Texas, so Houston is about two hours from Austin driving, and Dallas is about three hours or like what a 45 minute flight or half an hour flight? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Houston, yeah, two and a half to three hours if you go downtown to downtown. And then same with Dallas. And then San Antonio is about an hour and a half. But yeah, everyone's just used to driving here. How do you think those clients are following you? Like if you're based in Austin, how are the Dallas and Houston folks finding you? So I have put out some Facebook ads for my legends over 40. And I've kind of expanded my radius, you know, how you can kind of create your own audience. I've done that. And that's been, you know, I don't know that it pays off long term to do that. But it definitely paid off for us for a few. And then I've got some others that are just people that I've known over the years that have moved away and they still want to work with me. So yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, I know you just mentioned your Legends Over 40, and we are going to get into that because it is kind of like boudoir for over 40, right? Yeah. So I started, I had done in 2021, I did the, you know, the kind of traditional 40 over 40 and loved it. And we had a great turnout. But towards the end, I had a couple of clients, I was starting to dabble my feet into you know, boudoir photography, I had done myself a photo shoot. And so with Cara Marie, and so I really wanted other women to experience this. And when I came back, I kind of, my next clients, I promoted it to them and they were like, sure, let's do it. And I just had one that just like completely stuck down. And I was, I just found it. She was, she felt so empowered. She found her pictures to be so beautiful and she was not at her ideal weight and all of the things that we make as excuses for not Mm -hmm. doing this kind of shoot, especially Mm -hmm. over 40. And she just loved it, bought wall art and the whole thing. So yeah. So after that, it was like, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing it next time. And I'm going to do it with this angle. So some, I mean, it's really just implied sexy shoots. Sometimes yeah, it's just yeah. a white, like a pretty white shirt and they just have it outside, just their shoulder coming out. And some of them, you know, you can probably see some back here. Um, like this is an over 40 client. And so she just, we just covered her up. So they're they're still Mm -hmm. super fun and, you know, really meaningful, but, um, but they're, they're discreet, they're tasteful. You know, I mean, a lot of these women also have teenage boys, so they don't need to be. Right. (laughs) That's really something to consider. Yes. Especially if they're going to post on social media. And just in my, my opinion, everyone, okay, let me back up there. Everyone has their own comfortability around what they want to show. And, you know, some people are like, this is my body. This is me. I don't care. And I want my kids to see me celebrate who I am. Totally. Some people are a little more modest and don't want to do that, you know? So I guess it's just totally personal preference, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Personally, I would struggle a little bit, I think. Yeah. Having all of my skin. Yeah. I definitely fall more towards the conservative side, but I think that I think that we need to celebrate where each woman is at. So I love having just all the varieties come in, the ones that just strip down and walk around the studio naked without any issues and the ones that, you know, won't take their robe off until the last little bit and they just show their shoulder. That's okay. Yeah. And I should say I have done a boudoir photo shoot. I just, it's just not something I would probably put on social media or want printed for my kids to see and that sort of thing. Like that's for me and for my husband or, you know, you know what I mean? Like for sure. And again, everyone has their own. Like totally around it, but. comfort level. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I totally digress. I want to hear more about this and how it all works. But before we get into that, I, I want to back up a little bit because I know that you, you started with like the humble beginnings in, inside your house, like bootstrapping where you were shooting and all of that. So will you back up a little bit and tell us about when you first started and how you got things going? Yeah. I mean, how far back do we want to go? But I, I did the whole classic, like family photographer chasing children while I was dripping with children. And so that was great <laughs> and served its purpose, but I was total shoot and burn until I found Sue Bryce in 2016 and then revamped my business to kind of learning portrait photography in studio. And so okay. I really started focusing on women and we actually have a decent size house, but by Texas standards, it was pretty small. It's 2,100 square feet. And Isn't that so, funny by Texas, by Texas standards? Like that's a 20 small house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, on the outskirts anyways, but so we moved ourselves into the guest room and my husband was like, all right, just study studio, like learn your studio portraiture in our master bedroom. So 
Oh, wow. Yeah, our master okay. bedroom had the best light. And so I was like, I need this. And at this point, the bathroom was still originally from 1984. This is a house that we've gutted every room by room ourselves, a lot of it. Yeah. So we have we were still in the process of renovating that bathroom. And yeah, so anyway, so I started, I did that for about a year until I felt a year, year and a half. And my husband was like, girl, I think it's time to level up. Like, I think you can do something bigger. And so I found... I stopped, I saw a photographer um, studio here in my area and I just messaged her and she was like, I'm actually looking for a studio partner. So if you want to share space, I'm happy. We just split the costs. And it was great because we were definitely doing different genres. um, So that really worked, but she did a lot of newborn. So she had all the all the paraphernalia that comes with newborn portraiture, which Mm -hmm. is like, you know, for top photography, like a lot of, um, just lots of little dresses and little hats and little blankets and all the things. And I'm like very minimalist in my shooting. So it was always constantly kind of hiding stuff. And that was challenging. So then it came to an end and I got my own office space, but it felt like, so her space was retail. And then, so I moved myself into an office space from an opportunity that came And that was great. But each one had their challenges. So for retail, I had no privacy because you have all the windows. Right. So I had gotten curtains, but it was still not ideal. We'd have people walking by. It was just awkward, Mm -hmm. especially when you have women in various states of dress or or undress, I should say. And then we moved, I moved into the office space and the ceilings were so low. So it was Mm -hmm. just always something. And I felt like, oh my gosh. And at this point, we had already considered um, doing an addition to our house for a master, a proper master bedroom and a laundry room and so forth. So we have one of our good friends that's an architect and we are like, what if we added a studio with its own entrance on top? And so that's what we've done. We actually added on um, about, it's basically another house, 1500 square feet of space wow. and 800. Yeah. And 800 of it is studio space. So wow. It's amazing. And I work in here every single day and people, my husband has to pull me out of here because I love. love (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's, let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So you literally turned your bedroom into your shooting space. Talk a little bit about that. So for people who are wondering what that might be like or how you make that work, you know, clients coming in, up through your house or were, were you just portfolio building at the time? Cause I know it, you said, you know, you switched the, the style and genre and everything. Like, were you just building your portfolio or were these actual clients coming in to the house? I can honestly say that I probably did about three portfolio builds for free. And then after that, I started using voucher system that Sue okay. teaches. And so, and that was super effective for me. So I would come, I would have people, you know, we have two big dogs, so I would have to hide the dogs. I'd have to make sure the house was clean and tidy, Mm -hmm. mostly tidy because we're clean, but Mm -hmm. we're, and, um, and then just make sure like the doors to the kids' bedrooms were closed because I wasn't going to expect them to be tidy. And then uh, how old were your kids at this point? This was. 2017 and 2018. So five years ago. So I had a, an eight year old, 14 year old, no younger, 12 year old. Yeah. Eight, 12. And then I had a a high schooler. Okay. Yeah. So busy, busy house. Like it's not just, yeah. 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 It was, it was crazy. And I was definitely still, you know, I really wanted to do it full time, but I still felt that pull of motherhood. So I would do and I, you know, I was kind of squeezing clients here and there. And I started working with a makeup artist and we would have her do makeup in the kitchen actually, because the kitchen was already renovated. That was a nice part of the house. So I was like, okay, we'll start there, you know, have my clients um, get their hair and makeup done in the nice marble kitchen. And then we'll just move upstairs too for the rest of the shoot. All right. So you said you were shoot and burn before, and then you implemented vouchers. Was that helpful to get your prices up using the vouchers? Absolutely. It was invaluable. I don't think I would have mentally been in a space where I could have just put my pricing out there that high, going from taking three to $400 to mm-hmm. like 1500 So that would have been super scary. 
so yeah, the vouchers just honestly, it just made me feel better. I don't know that, that the clients, like, I don't think it would have made a difference. I think it just made me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how you don't, okay. So there, there is really something to that. I think I also, I believe, yeah, I believe that the vouchers helped get people in, but I think a lot of them probably would have booked without it. <laughs> is that what you mean? Like, do you, do they I, I, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that your confidence is your confidence. So I already had like maybe five people that I'd shot and they were good portraits. I wouldn't say, I mean, they're definitely, I'm definitely better a photographer now, but they were good portraits. They were definitely a professional standard. But in my mind, I was like, no one's going to pay that price for photos. Like, Mm -hmm. because I was charging only three to 400. So it just made me feel better. And, mm-hmm. and therefore, because I think if I had gone out there with confidence and plenty of other photographers have without vouchers and done mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. I just think it's your comfort level and it's your confidence. And for me, that was not there. And so I had to build it and that's okay. I just, it just takes a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, that I probably did book a couple for sure, because now that I'm thinking back, because of the voucher, because they got to come in at no, because I used to do the voucher where it was, it covered the cost of hair and makeup. So they were coming in at no cost to them. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think sometimes it, it can push someone over the hump if they're you know, for sure. still trying to decide. Yeah. For sure. And definitely since it is, you know, it, it, especially at the time, it was a relatively unknown type of photo shoot. So people mm-hmm. were like, Oh, there's hair and makeup. Like it was definitely a bonus, but you had to spend more time kind of educating them and telling them. And so I feel like that voucher just removed all of the insecurities or uncertainties or, you yeah, know. definitely. Okay. So you started getting people in, you know, with the vouchers and then it just, did it start snowballing from there? Did you feel like you had to really do a ton of marketing? You know, what was happening? You know, I was still getting kind of pulled half and half with family and stuff. And so it wasn't really until 2020 that, or 20, yeah, I would say 2020 that I went all in and just started working full time on my business. And that was when, you know, I did all of the things right. And I started looking at my bookkeeping and my SEO and all of the things that no one tells you that you also have to do as a photographer. And Mm -hmm. so I started really diving into that. Fortunately, it was 2020, so we were home. Um, And then I signed up for workshops and so forth. And and I think as I did that, that was when I decided, okay, I'm launching my first campaign for 2021. And so, yeah, and that was was when I did my Legends of my, well, my first 40 over 40 traditional one. And that just helped bring people, like bring volume in the door. That was super helpful for me to bring people in the door just for an excuse. You know, you just, some people, some women, women just need an excuse to come in. So that mm-hmm. gave them that. Yeah. Totally. I like how you just said that. It's true. Cause it's really not, our parents didn't do that. I mean, there was like glamor shots in the mall that my mother was like, no, which I don't know why she didn't let me do it. I wish she did. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be so fun to like have that to, you know, compare to now, but that's just not something our parents' generation did. I mean, I guess if you think back to like my grandparents, I feel like they had, por- well, my grandmother had a portrait done, but that might've been her high school portrait. But it, I think like my great, great grandparents, that generation was more likely to like sit for an actual portrait. Yeah. And then people, it just started moving away from that. Like yeah. my stepmom looks at, you know, some of the photos that I've done of women and she's like, why would I want all those photos of myself? Like, you know, it's just yeah. a different mentality around it now. And I think that we have all as photographers over the last 10 years, you know, Sue, obviously like leading the gang, trying to change that and bring it back to a thing that you should do. Yeah. But there's still work to be done on that. And I love, it it does. It gives people an excuse where it's not just like, look at me, I'm so vain. I'm going to seek out a photo shoot for myself where this is like, it's a 40 over 40 campaign. I'm over 40. I'm doing it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's amazing because that will sometimes also plant the seed for other women to like, I just had a client that's booking me for her because she's about to turn 60. And she's like, 
you know, but she didn't even look at my legends over 40. She's like, I just want a full photo shoot because I'm about to turn 60 and I want to celebrate. Like that gave her the idea to celebrate her age rather than kind of hide behind it. I said, I don't know. I think historically it used to be, I have portraits of my dad, my parents. So my parents came from very different backgrounds. My mom was relatively wealthy. My dad was very poor and um, in Argentina and my dad had portraits every single year. His grandma, his, my wow. grandma, his mom would take him into a studio and have portraits. She would pay to have portraits made of him. And I have them all because I think, I, I, so I think cool. it's just what she really valued is documenting her only child's growing, you know, her only child growing up. I think as cameras became more accessible, we started losing some of that value. I don't know. That's I think we, yeah, we lost some of that value with the, with yeah. having the cameras become smaller and sound smaller and now with the palm of our hands. Yeah. Agreed. It just, it's such a more, um, it's not a formal thing as much, I guess. Yeah. But you know, I really think there's, there is, there's a movement. There are so many of us out there right now who are doing, you know, campaigns and, and just helping people understand why it is so important to document because, you know, people use their phone or their point and shoot little camera or whatever. Does anyone even have a, you know, it's just like, and then it sits on their phone and nothing happens exactly. to these <laughs> portraits. So, so I have a crazy story and I don't know um, this, if this needs to stay on here, but um, I just met a woman that we're talking or creating, we're doing an event together. And so her and I are brainstorming this event and she mentions this person that we have in common. And I'm like, how do you know her? She goes, oh, well, I went to, we're old friends. So I went to a wedding with her in Mexico. Turns out she had been to my wedding. So I was able no to, way. because I have obviously the, the physical pictures, I dug up the picture and instantly found her in my wedding pictures. But I just oh, think there's funny. something to this physical portraits yeah. that we, that are yeah. not in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So you decided, so you did your first 40 over 40 and then you shifted to kind of like boudoir for over 40. So talk a little bit about that. How do you market it? How does it work? Yeah. So the way um, I market it is no different. I mean, I think I market it a little bit with a lot with my story. So my story in 2020, I was also going through a really hard time with one of my children when my older kids uh, or my older kid um, was just struggling with mental health stuff and all kinds of things. And so it was really like, I felt like I went from being a full-time homeschooling mom to all of a sudden trying to grow a business. And then I was just getting pulled back to family. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I lost like that year. I feel like I was like in a form of depression. I don't know that I've never been depressed, but I think that was the closest that I've ever been to that. And then I started planning for 2021 and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this project, but I'm also going to go to Italy. I had lived in Milan and I went to fashion school in Milan uh, when oh, I was cool. 18. So um, yeah, and I was there for three years. So I was like, I'm going to go back to my roots. I'm going to go back to Italy and, you know, I will um, book a workshop and book a shoot. And so I reached out, Karen Marie had just moved there and I reached out to her and I was like, I want to book a shoot. I just think I need this. I never spent that kind of money on myself. I had never, mm -hmm. I mean, I just never would have thought. And I went and did a workshop and um, with a different photographer. And then I went and shot with Kira Marie. And for me, that realization, like even the experience without even seeing the pictures was so transformational. So it was just wow. made me, it was like a awesome. reset button was hit for me mm -hmm. from like that dark place that I had been to like, okay, now I feel like my life feels good again and I can look forward into all of my goals and all of my dreams and all of the things. So, so yeah, so I opted for um, coming back and infusing that into my brand. And I think mm -hmm. it's just through my story and through really telling clients like it's, this is all, this is your shoe. You, whatever you want to do, we will do whatever you don't want to do. We don't do like you can be fully dressed and still be sexy. You can be wearing a full sweater and, you know, mm -hmm. just pull up your shorts and it looks like you're wearing, you're wearing nothing under and it's just like long legs. It can be, it can look so many ways. It, it can be sexy without being exploitative. And I think that really resonates yeah. with my clients because we're, you know, most of us over 40 are not 
going to be like, oh, let me put it all out there, you know? And so it, it, I think it gives them reassurance and, and for sure for me, it, it's really rewarding because they are able to see themselves from my eyes, which I'm there only to find their best angles, their best, mm -hmm. their best lighting, you know, as photographers, that's what we're trained to do. So um, it's super valuable for them to see that. And they're like, Oh, wow. I didn't know I could look like that anymore. Like I remember that girl in her twenties, mm -hmm. but I didn't think I still had it. And there she is. I love that. And I love that you kind of give them the option. And, you know, just looking through your Instagram, I mean, you you kind of show both. Like there's someone who is just in their bra and, you know, underwear. And then you've got someone who is in like a blouse or whatever. And just showing that there is a variety out there and you get to choose which one feels more comfortable for you. Right. I think it's really great. I mean, I think we really have to show that. If we want to appeal, especially because – you know, boudoir has this quote unquote, it's like heels and pearls and, you know, lots and lots of skin, but it doesn't have to be that way. And it's up to us to show people that it doesn't have to be that way. That like you said, sexy can be other things. So it's like, if you're listening and you want to incorporate, you know, shoots like this, make sure you are showing that, you know, don't just tell people we well, don't have to be naked you know, or you don't have to just be in your underwear, like show people, give them examples, do some portfolio building shoots so that you have stuff to show. Yeah. And, and reassure clients. Like I definitely, cause I, I get clients that come to me and they're like, but I'm not sexy like that. Like I'm not mm. that kind of person. I just don't see myself as a sexy person. And I'm like, a lot of my clients feel that way, but mm -hmm. I will pose you in a way that looks sexy. And then you will start feeling that because you just will because I'll remind you that you look amazing and I'm going to tell you look this way and fluff your hair and do this and um and I think that that also is like oh so you'll tell me what to do and you know it's they look like uh, candid photos or you know unposed photos but they're absolutely not everything's been directed mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think it's so important to to communicate that the way that you do especially for something like this like people need to feel very comfortable with you and to trust you. And, you know, there's a time and a place for candid and unposed, but in a situation like this, my clients want to be posed and want to be told what to do, just like I'm sure yours do. So put cool. that out there. Let people know you are going to literally take control of everything. They don't have to worry about a thing. And that's going to put people so much at ease. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and, you know, we become more self-conscious for sure. So I always ask my clients, you know, what's your favorite part of your body? And is there any areas that you are maybe not super confident about? Because I want to know, and if we need to, you know, hide a tummy area a little bit, whether it's with shadows through lighting or um, through posing, those are all things that we can adapt um, and learn. And I would definitely encourage anyone doing a Legends over or you know an over forty campaign to to encourage clients. And and I did it after I did my photo shoot myself. I was able to show some of those photos, and all of them are beautiful. All of them are classy, but they're still sexy. Like there's definitely. Mm -hmm. And so I want my clients to see what I normally look like without hair and makeup because I show my face all the time on Instagram and then also see now you can also look like that. Yeah. Yeah. And for people who don't know who Care Marie is, if you're newer to this podcast or to the portrait system, um, she does have some courses on boudoir in our portrait master store. So the portrait master's is our store and um, awards and accreditation. And then we have the Portrait System, which is the podcast and our membership. So I don't know that I clarify that very often. but It's amazing. The course is great. But she's been on this podcast a couple times too. So yes, just for reference. Okay. So how are you getting people out? You know, how are you getting it out there? I know you mentioned you did a couple Facebook ads and things for Houston and Dallas or whatever, but how, what's the main way that you're getting women in for the over 40 boudoir sessions? Honestly, networking, putting myself out there. Um, last year I committed to networking once a week, at least every and single day. And these are day. going to physical meetings, like in-person yeah. physical meetings. So I have, I'm part of a BNI and we meet three days 
a month um, on Zoom, but I book the rest of the day for different, whether it's lunch with someone I haven't seen in a while or someone I want to collaborate with. or So I just fill that day with networking things. Mm-hmm. I do not do computer work that day. So that's, and, um, and then I pick one evening. I'm part of like four different networking groups here in Austin. And I pick one evening event to try to go to a week. So yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Um, oh, no, you know, like and trust thing uh-huh. with photography. I think that there are many great photographers, but will they connect with you and, and your point of view? And I think that's, yeah. You sound exactly what, that's exactly what I did when I first started out with networking. I think I was part of four, one, two, three, four, yeah, four groups that I consistently went to. And I know there are people out there who are like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And you don't have to. I mean, there are other ways to market. There really are. Obviously, you know, a couple weeks ago we did the, the SEO, you know, there, there are other ways to do it. So many people, though, are really successful doing it this way with the networking. Um, if you could kind of get over the fear of it and really just dive into it and focus on building relationships, not on the fact that you have to, you know, get up there and say your pitch and all of that. <laughs> you can look past that. It truly is. Yeah. I, I'm definitely an extrovert. So it wasn't difficult for me. It was just difficult for me to pull away from my family and my personal time. But what I have realized is actually some of the women that I've connected with best in networking are introverts. And I think the reason is because they're more interested in what I have to say. So therefore, I'm more likely to like them, right? So for those introverts trying to figure out how to network, you have a huge advantage because you naturally are more interested in other people than talking about yourself. Yeah, that is your superpower. That mm-hmm. is your superpower. People want love talking about themselves. So give them that space. You just go and ask and be curious and you will connect with people and instantly they'll like you. So, Yes, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. All right. So lots of networking. And then mm-hmm. once you, once someone's like, all right, Valentina, I'm ready. I want to do this. What do I do? What, what's the process from there? So I have a pretty traditional process that they have a, I have a form on my website and then they fill out that form and we book a call and I have like a, you know, 15, a kind of a discovery call, see where they're at. Some people that I see are more price sensitive. I might kind of try to put them in towards a mini and we can do kind of a mini session I do those once a month and, um, and that mini session is just like a lot reduced in price. And it just means that it's easier on the wallet and on the time for me. So it's great. It do works. People, real quick question about that. Do people yeah. ever go like do a mini shoot and then come back and do a full shoot? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've had multiple clients do that because obviously they only get a taste of it. It's not the full thing. I definitely make make the difference. I don't spend three hours with them. And so mm-hmm. it's like very much, Oh, we're, you know, we're done with the shoot portion and you got to go. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't tell you them. You leave them go, wanting more. Yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then once we do that kind of discovery call where I find where they're at, I also kind of find their pain points throughout that. And that's where I really paint the picture of what their photo shoot could look like. Cause I think that's huge. Like I went for a while that I was like, what happened to my booking rate? Like it had gone down. Like my people were just not booking in the same rate that they had been before. And it's because I stopped kind of drawing out that picture of what that photo shoot's going to look like for them based on those pain points that they had told me they don't like themselves in pictures or they haven't been photographed in 20 years since they're, they're, they got married. And so I kind of draw on that and I'll paint a picture. Like I just envision your photo shoot being like this. And I, and I visualize us doing these beautiful kind of portraits and ones that you could really celebrate yourself, put one in your closet, in your bedroom and your wherever you want to put it. And mm-hmm. so, and then they get excited and they're ready. That's much more likely that they're, they're going to be ready to book at that point. And then I just book them in the calendar, you know, at that point, my um, hair and makeup artist gets the notification that we're booked. And then we have, um, we kind of proceed from there um, with just email communication and stuff. All right. And is, are they given, like, if they're, I know you say it's a legends over 40, like sort of campaign, but are they, I mean, is it really like they're just coming in for a typical shoot 
or is it they're getting something like, you know, they get one photo or, you know, just for doing it or how does that, how does that all work? Yeah. With the legends over 40 session fee, they get one image um, and it will be, it's a print. And so it is a matted print and, um, and then they get two tickets to the event that I'll host in April. Okay. Got it. Have you done a full one of these before, like the event before you have? Yes, I did it. And it was amazing. I did a a rooftop um, bar in a hotel and we did a slideshow and, you know, it was such a great event. I would say the only recommendation that I have that I wish I had thought of before I did that, because it was amazing, but everyone brought their partners. So that didn't transfer to more bookings for me. So this time I'm doing it where you can bring a girlfriend. Yes. And so, yes. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, ooh, girlfriend would be. Yeah. Yes. And that yeah. way they have an opportunity and I'll probably do some kind of email um, acquisition and that way then I can send them like a, you know, a special or a something. So. Yeah. That just seems so much fun. I'm just, I have this super awesome vision of like you said, rooftop and then like a big projector screen and then they get to see their image and cheer for everyone else and wine and food. Like, oh, it just sounds really cool. It was so great. And honestly, for anyone that has never done this, it was not as expensive as it sounds. I think I spent over, I think it was maybe $3,500 total so, it, you know, when you think of how many shoots you've done for this project, it's only taking a little chunk out of each booking. Like I had mm-hmm. one of those clients alone was almost a $7,000 client. So oh, nice. um, that, you know, it, it pays for itself. And I think that things that I loved was having like my step and repeat in the background, the client's picture, the clients I had done an, an interview with each of them. So they had told me like their favorite song, things they wish they could tell their younger self and things like that. And so we did all that in a projection, like with the questions and the answers. And it meant so much. And as the women were walking in, I had a, the playlist going of each of their favorite songs. And so Aww. it just, it was so fun. And I think a lot of those women are now friends of mine. So it's great. Yeah, that is very cool. And I'm sure that, I mean, they're going to be talking to their friends and family about it and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you know what your average sale is from, you know, the last one you did or, you know, just overall for these? Yeah. My average sale right now is at 3200 Wow. I've kind of that's upped, fantastic. I've raised my prices, obviously. So um, right now I'm sitting at, yeah, at 3200 So it's, I can't complain. It's pretty great. Nice. Yeah. For for that one, because people get the one print, they don't get a digital of that, correct? They do. I they always do. Yeah. give them the one digital. Yeah. I mean, I am not stingy with things like that. I think that, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like that to too. I would get too. digital too. I had thought yeah. that it was only print. That's what I was yeah. just curious. They get both. And then how much is the session fee? So the session fee, I have it at um, $590. So it's pretty low. You know, it's a pretty low point of entry for clients. I feel like they feel like with the hair and makeup and the hour and a half in studio, I also do a styling consultation in person. So if they're, you know, unless they don't want me to, but I usually go to their house, I help them select clothes. I look at their walls, take pictures of their walls. And and that really helps me kind of on the back end. And I, and I take prepayments with incentives. So if they're uncertain about what they're going to get, I'm like, well, you know, if you pre-purchase this package, you get you get that I give them 10% off for pre-purchases. So it really awesome. helps for clients that are, you know, unsure about how much they'll spend, but it also helps them split up that expense. I just don't love the pressure at the ordering appointment uh-huh. of them like, Oh, I just hate that feeling. So I like yeah. it to already be covered. And yeah. Yeah. There is something really great about the the pre-ordering. And like you said, there's not as much pressure in the sales room, but it's also kind of like, well, it's money already spent. <laughs> so if they're going to upgrade, you know, like, I mean, if they buy the biggest package already or whatever, you know, fine. Yeah. But if they bought like the middle package or the lower package, it's, you know, it's not as difficult, I think, to upsell once it's exactly. like, oh, but for, you know, only $600 more or $400 more or whatever, you can get all of the photos that you really love as opposed to having to narrow down more. And it doesn't feel as as much. Yeah, totally. I do think that's 
that's a big, that has helped me raise my average as well as I, I started offering synchrony luxury financing as well. So some clients really opt for that and it makes, it means it splits up their payments by six months. And that's, I would say that's helped me for clients that are in between my middle and top package. What company are you using to do that? Did you say? It's Synchrony, Synchrony Bank, you know, like they work with furniture companies and, you know, jewelers and different things and you can apply for like a firm. Is it similar? I feel like I've heard of a firm as well. I I think a firm is through PayPal. So this is just its own private. I don't know who owns Synchrony, but I think it's its own private thing. Yeah, but I, I think it's a great option for some clients. It's just a little bit of an added expense for me and the fees are a little higher. But I think for some Oh, clients. so like for PayPal, I think it's 2.95% or something like that if they pay with a credit card or pay with PayPal. So is it higher than that for yeah, you? Yeah, like, it is. Yeah. I can't remember, but it is It is a little higher. And it, but it, it's worth it if it means that they went from a $2,500 or $3,500 package to a $5,000 package. Right. You know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll take totally. that little hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's the cost of doing business, I think, if you work that in? Absolutely. All right. So, you know, in addition to the networking, just, you know, getting bums on seats, I think that's something that, you know, it can be tricky. It can be hard. And I think that's probably what we hear the most is like, how do I get more bums on seats? So what, is there anything else that you're doing? You know, if people are like, I don't want to go to four networking meetings a month, <laughs> you know, what else do you do? You know, I, you or do to- you not do anything, you know, oh, maybe. You yeah, no, I do all the things. So I think that you have to find what works for you. I think if you're not a person that can go because you have little kids or you have, you know, a full-time job, like you can't go to a lot of these networking things. I think Instagram and Instagram Live or Facebook Live are really great sources of like putting people in your life. And we're mm-hmm. all so nosy. Like we want to know how <laughs> other people live, how they work, what a shoot looks like, all the things. And so kind of include people in your life. And if that feels super uncomfortable, because it can, um, for me personally, so I've done, I've been doing that a lot more. And I, I, one of the things that I decided early on when I go live or I go on Instagram is I do not use any kind of filter. And at first I started using black and white filters or whatever. And I was like, no, the whole point is I'm going to show how I look like with Mm -hmm. makeup, without makeup, my hair done, my hair in a ponytail, all the things. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And I want them to know that it's okay for them when they come in to my studio, however they want to be photographed. And, and uh, in the same way, like I've also started um, through a lot of these networking events that I had done, I realized, okay, there is a huge interest for women to just get together. And so uh, let's give them an excuse. And so since we added on this gorgeous 800 square foot space, I was like, okay, I can start hosting events in my studio so I've hosted a, um, a coach, a business coach, and she came in and do, did an amazing event, like a free event. And it was just like a whole, I mean, it was something you would pay for, honestly. And, and then we had another one okay. with a function. So they came for her, but it was in your studio. So you get to market to all of the people yeah. coming in. So the great That's thing was half of them were people in her network and half of them were people in my network. So it means we cross market, right? Because essentially she's going to get information of potential clients and I'm going to get, I actually got a client from that. And then for the last one we did was a feng shui master and she came in and it was incredible. She, um, she gave, and now that one was a paid gig. So I don't charge them to use my studio space. uh, And I just let, I just put, you know, we get some munchies together and we split that. And then she just, did this incredible event and we had 10 women come and learn like our directions, our ideal directions for different things, where to put certain things in our house. And it was just really interesting. And I'm doing another one with a bookkeeper slash business consultant. My hair and makeup artist is going to be doing a class in my studio. So just come up with things that interest you and, and see if you can gather women. And if you don't have a studio, I think, you know, you can, you can get creative and do it, mm-hmm. you know, over dinners at a restaurant or whatever. It can be so many, it can yeah. look, it's just about gathering, right? And connecting. So figure out how you connect with people. Cause I think 
everyone's different. There are some nonprofits and like churches and things where you can you can utilize spaces either for free or like on the cheap for sure. Like when I, I used to run a nonprofit, I started a nonprofit in um the Seattle area and there was this it was like a community area. Was it a church? Maybe it was a church. It didn't I think look you're like right. I think churches do provide free spaces yeah. as long as you're not charging. Yeah, for our board board meetings and for any of the special events we had, we just had to like book it in advance and get the approval and we got to use the space. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just about figuring out. I think for me, I had to figure out what works for me now having my studio in my house connected to my house. It's so easy for me to just be like, I fixed dinner Mm -hmm. and now I have an event. Bye guys. You Uh know, so it works. It's amazing, but obviously not everyone has that. So figure out how you can make that work to just connect with other women. Yeah. I love that. Sweet. Well, this has been really awesome. I, and I love, you know, I'm 46 and I just, I love the idea of a campaign that focuses on, you know, celebrating who you are at 46. Yeah. And it's like in a, in, I, I think in a strong, beautiful way, like I feel like that's the theme in my, in my pictures is I want women to just, look strong and beautiful. That's it. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. It, sometimes it's naked. Sometimes it's fully dressed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and exactly. that's okay. Uh, yep. And whatever they want. I love it. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll have to follow you. you know, people follow you on, on Instagram and Facebook or whatever for um, in April when you are going to be showing the behind the scenes, I'm sure and clips and everything of your next event. So are there, are there like behind the scenes of the last one anywhere that people can check out? I have to, I have to probably post them. Yeah. I have pictures and a few videos. I definitely, my biggest regret from last one was that I did not hire a photographer or Mm. videographer, like somebody to kind of Mm -hmm. do that for me. So it was just me and my phone. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this time you could. Yeah, I will. Oh, I will. It's budgeted in. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, I still have a couple questions that I always ask at the end of each episode. And the first one is, what is something you can't live without when you're doing a photo shoot? Oh my gosh. I try to be, I was thinking about this then and cause I knew you'd ask it since I listened to all of them, but um, <laughs> I, I can't come up with anything that is original, but I will tell you the, like truly, honestly, the thing I can't live without is my spider holster, like my yeah. belt. So many people say the spider holster. Honestly, Last week said it's just, I know. It's just, I'm notorious for just putting my camera down when I'm like shifting furniture or posing my client. Uh-huh. And then I, like I used to be notorious and then I'd be like, wait, where's my camera? And yeah, <laughs> so it yep. felt so silly to lose my camera. So yeah, the spider holster just saves my ass. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And how do you spend your time when you're not working? Um, when I'm not working, I love cooking and I'm half Italian, half Argentinian. So food is just a big part of what we do and, um, doing things with my husband and the kids. I love to garden and we have two dogs. So taking them for walks and yeah, just, you know, the busy working mom thing. (laughs) Yeah. I hear that. All right. Number three is what is uh, another photography specific product that you would recommend to people? Um, A photography specific product that I would recommend. Oh, geez. Um, You're stumping with this one. I think, I think my, my nifty 50, like if I was to pick, I really don't stray from my 50 um, millimeter lens. Rarely. Like most of my shoots are done with a 50. I definitely like sometimes a little bit of a wider angle. So I'll Mm -hmm. get, you know, something, but my 50 is just the one that I like, I'll switch and then I'll just go back to my 50. So you're (laughs) unsure about having a great lens. The 50 is always a good one. Awesome. Which 50 is it? I have the Sigma art. That's what I have too. The 1.4. Yes. I love love my Sigma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have Canon lenses, Sigma lenses. Yeah, same. I was kind of cheap about it. <laughs> like, I didn't want to spend two grand, I, you know, on like an 85, for example. I have the Canon 2.0. But I rarely shoot, you know, more open than 2.0 anyway. I, know. I love that lens. I've had it forever. And I think it was like 500 bucks. I've had it for like nine years. 
Yeah, I think the biggest misconception when you're starting out with photography is that the gear is important. It's not. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely not. You're when you're learning, it's yeah, the gear will not make the biggest difference. It, I know. I mean, you have to have like a professional something, but sure, yes, sure, you do yeah. not need the most expensive gear. I've never had the most expensive gear. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, number four is what would you tell people who are just starting out? So two tips that I think really helped me um, when I finally heard them. I had heard them, but I hadn't heard them. <laughs> if you know what I mean? Like I had heard yes. somebody said it. But yeah. I you weren't quite ready so, to hear them yeah, yet. But no, yeah. yes. So the first one is, um, is with regards to like when you don't have clients, if, if you want to be doing two shoots a week or three shoots a week, whatever it is that you, where you want to be, that's how much networking you should be doing. So on mm. those days that you are not yep. booking, that you do not have client, you should be networking. You should be out meeting someone for coffee for, you know, doing just book things, figure out events that are happening in your area. Eventbrite is a great resource and connect with other people. Uh, the second tip I would say is in between that, when you don't have clients, work on the things that you don't want to work on. SEO, getting your templates, your email templates organized, like all of the backend things that are so annoying. But once you start having clients and you're busy, you're never going to want to go back and do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. It's just things that you have to do eventually. So you may as well. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. You might as well do it when you're starting out and you'll tweak it later, but at least you have something to start. You have like the backbone of your system and then you Mm -hmm. can kind of build from that. Yep. Exactly. And where can people find you online, Valentina? I am on valentina.portraiture. Uh, on Instagram, most active and Facebook. Well, you know, you post on one, you post on both now. And my website is valentinaportraiture.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Thanks for being on. Will you be at WPPI? I will not. I've decided this year is not going to be a conference year, which is so sad, but. No, I understand. I'm focusing on different things this year. Yeah, yeah. And I really, really want to grow my business to a certain level. So I'm focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hopefully I'll see you soon at some point this year. But I know. I know. Online I know. In the meantime, <laughs> I know. I went. To, I did the the Italy workshop, but I think you weren't there that year. I think it was the no. first year. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Well, I didn't go last year because I was in. I had gone to New Zealand just before that to speak oh, at okay. ends at IPP, and I did, I just didn't want to leave my kids again, and we didn't that's want to make fair. a family trip out of it. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's it's a long. It's a lot of travel, especially. Yeah to New Zealand. Sweet. Well, thank you again. This was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-day startup challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs. I mean, truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com.